Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today, part of the Loving Liberty Network, and we appreciate that you would take the time out of your busy schedule and tune in and learn a little bit more about how you can be the defenders of liberty in your very own home. And Liberty Moms are the original secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their family, and their community. And um, we, uh, again, welcome you uh, to our format this morning, or uh, you're going to be hearing us later in the afternoon. But my guest today that I want to bring on is uh, Scott Miller, who is running for the Utah GOP, Utah State Party Chair. Okay, he has served in Salt Lake County as the county party chair, and now he's decided to throw his hat into the ring for the state party chair. We don't have an incumbent running, so it's kind of an open race. There's, um, I think, another three or four individuals that are running. And uh, I'm excited to bring Scott on because I want to learn a little bit more about um, what he wants to do, what his plans and and goals are for the state party. So, Scott, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'd like our listeners to get to know a little bit more about you, uh, um, where did you, are you from Utah originally? Um, you know, I know uh, we're a lot of people moving to Utah and so didn't know if you were homegrown or what? No, we're transplants as well. Sharon and I came here with our, uh, four daughters in 2004. Um, one daughter had already moved out of the house. So, um, but yeah, we came from the San Francisco Bay area. Uh, and mostly just because we were looking for a place for our daughters to, uh, um, uh, a, a better value set, so to speak. So we, we shopped around a lot and here we are. Well, great. Uh, you, uh, you moved to Utah in 2004. Did you get involved in the Republican party at that time? Or when did you get involved in politics here? Well, it was interesting is, um, <clears throat> I heard about the system in 2006, the caucus convention system, and so it was around that time that I uh, went to my first uh, caucuses, and that was in the living room of, of, an, of a neighbor's home. Uh, so uh, and it was two years later that my wife was elected as a precinct chair, uh, the subsequent, or excuse me, a vice chair, and the chair had resigned. And then, of course, as my wife commonly does, is she volunteered me to be chair. So I was the chair of a precinct. I believe that happened in uh, 2008 was the first time I was a precinct chair. Uh, ran up through the ranks. I've held every position in the party from uh, legislative district chair all the way to the chair of the Salt Lake County Republican Party. So what was your reaction to, I mean, you're coming from California. Mm-hmm. have a caucus convention system, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you're involved in a in a political process here in utah where you have a voice you right. actually vet the candidates um eye to eye toe to toe and right. some tough questions what did you think about that 
Um, I was actually quite uh, uh, enthusiastic about the system because I, for the first time in my uh, life, I felt like I did have a voice uh, in, in the political process uh, because we were literally going through the process of interviewing our candidates and that selection process. It's much more difficult for someone to, let's say, snowball you uh, when you're face-to-face with them and eye-to-eye. Um, and that, that was the thing that I loved most about the system was it just wasn't uh, a pretty person on a square box, you know, with a very crafted message. So you could ask the difficult questions, as I often did as a delegate, uh, both county and state, on several occasions. And, and because it allowed me to be involved in a, uh, in a meaningful manner, um, I found great value in the system as a whole. Well, you've watched being here in 2004, 2008, you're engaged. You've seen a process where that system that is so um, valuable as far as keeping our elected officials accountable to the people wrote it away. It's shifted and changed through uh, legislation, SB 54 in particular, Mm -hmm. where now we have... Um, candidates that don't actually have to answer to anybody in the party. They Very true. Enough money yeah. to gather signatures. Yeah, um, at, at every turn uh, in my tenure as a member of the state central committee or as the chair of the party, vice chair of the party, um, I have fought against SB 54. Um, my position is real simple on this, is that my employee should not dictate to me the manner of which I will conduct my interview process. Uh, so, uh, so that is why I'm very much against it. Um, I also believe that the argument that the state has made, uh, that because they pay for the primaries, that they actually can legislate on how we'll conduct our, our selection process. Um, and that, to me, is an overreach uh, of the government uh, charter. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, we... At this point, um, I believe it's here to stay. And um, uh, but you know, with bylaw eight that we voted on the within the state central committee, I voted for that, and um, that vote actually only passed by one vote. So wow, yeah, it was, yes, one vote. You know, one vote would have changed the way. And and you know, and I was asked by several to reconsider my vote at that. And but I'm a person who stands on my principles, even when it's difficult. So. So explain to our listeners uh, a little bit more about what Bylaw 8 did. Uh, Bylaw 8 basically was, uh, oh, it was really a method for um, if you didn't adhere to the policies of the party, uh, for lack of a better description, then you could technically be removed as a Republican from the party. I think that's the short version of it. Um, it's a little convoluted, um, and I would really have to bone up on the actual details of it, but I think that's the gist of it. Yeah, being the fact that they would be adhering to the party platform, isn't that mm-hmm. correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. It's a, that, it, it's a litmus test, basically. Because mm-hmm. that was, the, I, I believe, one of the judges when they had the lawsuit going um against SB 54 in the state of Utah, one of the judges in, in Denver had ruled that, gosh, you could have Bernie Sanders running yes. 
Republican and he could get on the, the Republican ballot. Yep. And um, yeah, and, and I believe and I believe that's what's going on currently here in Utah. I mean, we have that problem now. So one of the reasons right why I'm running. Great. Okay. So um, you've, you've shared your experience. You've been able to see how the caucus convention really is um, mm -hmm. an effective way to keep our elected officials a little bit grounded, a little bit connected to the people that they represent, because otherwise they can just totally ignore the populace and just throw money in a campaign. Exactly. You ran for chair, and I remember you were very, um, when you ran, you uh, just became, it's almost like you just had to clear the water and just say, or clear the air, say, I support the caucus system, and you basically won because of that. Yeah, 65, I think I got 67% of the vote first time. Yeah, so the majority of the delegates who are involved in the process and appreciate it, and I know there were others, uh, just recently there was a Meet the Candidate event, people that move here to Utah, and, and once they understand our process and mm -hmm. they can be engaged, they love it because they actually feel that they have a voice. So um, you got elected as, as chair of the Salt Lake County Republican Party, and um, there needed to be some work done. Um, yes, <laughs> Quite a bit. Um, I mean, it was really in a mess and with fundraising, um, uh, I, I mean, we've only got a minute uh, in, before we head to a segment, but uh, what, um, what did you decide to implement as chair to help get Salt Lake County turned around? Uh, my main focus was is to take my business experience with small businesses and turn the county party into a small business operations. Uh, where we were effective and efficient with everything that we did, uh, uh, fundraising from the grassroots. Uh, and th that was really the main thrust of what it was we were trying to get done. Okay. So um, that's what I saw take place is that it looked like you just were, were going to look at this as a business and um, have it operate a little bit more efficiently because there was a breakdown with that. Now we have, um, we've got a short break coming up. We're talking with Scott Miller, who is currently running for the Utah GOP chair. Stay with us. We've got more to uh, talk to him about when we return from the short break. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know, this is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure, it tastes so good, I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code... 
USA. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at AVMA. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Awesome and amazing day, friends. John and Chelsea Jubilee here. By now, surely you've heard us on Wayne, and you're wondering, what is this amazing protocol that reverses my medical ailments, helps me gain lean muscle, helps me drop my body fat, and gain hydration? Well, let me tell you what it is. It's a scientific sequencing of six things that you're going to do for 88 days and two weeks. And in this scientific sequence, your cells are going to open up and become porous like a sponge instead of like a glass hard marble. Inside is going to come your intercellular hydration and the eviction notice is coming to all the toxins and inflammation of your body. That's why you reverse. It's so simple. You have Chelsea and I every week as live coaches on a live Zoom call. All you have to do is call us today at 888-444-8895 or log on to EnergizeHealth.com. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. We're talking about Utah politics, specifically the organization of the Utah Republican Party, which will be happening here shortly next month when the party reorganizes and gets uh, new leadership and moves forward. And Scott Miller has joined me today. He is one of the candidates that is running for uh, that position and Before the break, we talked about how uh, he looked at uh, organizing and running the the Utah or Salt Lake County GOP as a business. And so you had a really um, uh, unique idea for fundraising with this Elephant Club. Explain to our listeners what that was that really helped get you under your feet again. Well, part of the problem that I noticed was the declining uh, involvement in the party uh, when we weren't um, uh, conveying our messaging well enough of what we needed our volunteers to do. Secondly, we all have very busy lives. And so I thought, uh, if you can't be involved in a, in a physical way, 
then perhaps we could hire out those uh, those necess- necessities, uh, i.e., uh, uh, email services and things of that nature, um, uh, and build a robust system around that. Uh, we thought that the grassroots might want to be involved in a meaningful way, uh, and, and, and with an amount that we thought everybody could afford. So we started the E Club. Uh, uh, and it's, it, it's, we plagiarized that a little bit off of the state party, uh, um, one of their groups. But what it is was, is that if our, the theory was, is if every Republican in our county, which was well over 40,000, were to contribute just $5 a month, which is pretty much a cup, a cup of coffee or a McDonald's breakfast, uh, once a month, that we could literally raise hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars from the grassroots. And what that did was, is it made us autonomous uh, of, of uh, wealthy donors or, uh, you know, lobbyists, you know, representing companies. And so our reliance became more on, on the people of our county rather than the businesses of our county. Uh, we had some really good success. Oh, and it's cute. We got a cute little pin with it uh, that we, uh, uh, as a symbol of your support, um, and we had... Uh, four different colors that you could achieve uh, and the achievement was made by several ways. You could just, if you didn't have money, you could donate time to become an e-club member. If it was just financial, you could donate that way at any level that you could afford. Um, uh, we did set the minimum at five bucks, but, uh, but anyway, so that was a resounding success for us. I thought uh, because over the life of the e-club, we have raised just over $35,000 from the grassroots when I originally started this idea, uh, I was told by many that it would never work. Uh, and I looked at the history of ongoing contributions to our party. And the best we'd ever done in our county was $10 per month. Uh, and right now, well, at, at the end of my tenure, we were raising right around $1,000 a month. So uh, quite successful. I was very proud of that. And, and that was really thanks to all the hard work of my executive staff. Uh, by pushing out our messaging on that. Well, and what I watched is, um, and I'm going to just give some of my background because I was a former county party chair up in Davis County. So I've been Mm -hmm. in a position of um, running a a political party, much, you know, it's much smaller than Salt Lake County, but third largest county. But there is the fundraising um, avenue that you're always having to look at. And I love the fact that you were getting more people engaged at the grassroots level because a lot of times uh, in the political parties, um, they rely on the candidates and, um, you know, big donors. Um, You've got a lot of uh, uh, chamber organizations that like to come in and influence and infiltrate the political parties, and if we can just keep the grassroots and the people engaged and part of that, we can. It, it really helps eliminate that. So I thought that was a fantastic way to go. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think everybody involved with it was quite proud of it. Yeah. So um, the next big thing that needed to be tackled was getting candidates elected, which includes finding good candidates yes. and and helping them through that process. And so what. Right. What were some of the things you implemented in Salt Lake County? Well, one of the first things that we did was is that we 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 realized that uh, a lot of candidates in the past on both sides of the fence uh, were basically running on a on on 
not really tackling issues that affect the lives of people in their in their daily dealings. And so that was one of the first things that we did was is we started to reach out and identify the issues that were all over Salt Lake County that affected all people. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat or independent. Um, uh, the watershed is one of those things that we we're uh, instrumental in, Constitutional Amendment D. Uh, we were directly involved in that. Uh, and so, so what we did was is we, we identified issues uh, that resonated with people and then gave that uh, to our candidates who wish to work with our party because we didn't force anybody to come work with us. Uh, but those who wish to engage with us, uh, that was one of the support structures that we put in place for them was we'd give them an issue that they could that we would get them uh, up to speed on and take ownership of and then convey that to the public. And I believe uh, we are extremely successful by, you know, the results of our elections. Um, uh, so that was uh, that that was our big our biggest thrust, I believe. And then we decided also that the money that we did raise, we allocated about 25000 to our overall candidate races. And in the past, what we've done is we would give about $500 to a candidate. And, and we thought about that and we thought, okay, we could do that, but what impact would we really have in a race? So what we decided to do was is that those who decided to engage with our party um, systems, if you will, uh, our email systems, our uh, uh, um, Facebook and, you know, social media things and things like that, that we would dedicate the lion's share of those monies to support those candidates. And so that's what we did. And the result was phenomenal. I mean, we took a purple county and uh, really pushed it back over to the red side. So it, it worked. Which is really, which is really exciting because as somebody who moved from Davis County, which is extreme, well, almost anywhere in Utah is red. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Summit. Salt Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Summit in Salt Lake. I mean, everything is, I mean, even, I think I only had, I think I had battleground precincts that I could count on one hand. Mm. There's little precincts yeah. that walk it up in Clearfield. And, and so it, it, everywhere else in the state, you don't face the issues you face in Salt Lake County. True. And so to, to be able to flip the, that uh, County council and get it to a Republican uh, majority is, is really phenomenal. And it really, in just recently, it really helped us with the, uh, the mask mandate that was finally lifted with mm -hmm. SB 90, HB 294, where um, they were able to hear from the, the voters here in Salt Lake County and the, the council decided to just go ahead and let the, the mandate lift. And uh, mm -hmm. no, that might not have been the case if we had a Democrat dominant council. So that was a nice perk from all that work that, that we just recently had. So we are, um, we've got, uh, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the race with um, Burgess Owens, because that's a really interesting seat, that CD4, which takes in a lot of Utah County, but there's slices of Salt Lake County. And we were, you, the, the, the state and uh, Burgess, his campaign and everything, were able to get that seat taken away from Ben McAdams, which I was extremely happy about. Right. Very proud moment for us. Um, um, this might be a little bit longer of a conversation. Uh, we were deeply engaged in that campaign, so we might want to wait till your next segment. Yeah. Um, okay. We are, we are wrapping up here. So let's go ahead. We're, 
We're talking with Scott Miller. We're talking about uh, his success in Salt Lake County and his plans for the Utah State GOP. We're going to be back here after this short break, so stay with us on the Liberty Mom Show. Welcome back to the Liberty Moms Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their family, their children, and their communities. I've been talking today with Scott Miller, who's running for the chair of the Utah State Republican Party. And just before the last break, we were uh, just kind of talking about that uh, Congressional District 4 race that the seat had been held previously by uh, Ben McAdams, a Democrat uh from the Democrat Party and Burgess Owens, a brand new, um, brand new to anything political, really uh, was able to jump in the race and become the Republican nominee and win that seat. And I know uh, there was some help from Salt Lake County. How, what did that look like, Scott? Well, I think what we did there was is that we, when I was the vice chair of this party, we actually ran into some issues that we uh, that were concerning in regards to uh, uh, McAdams and the Mountain Accord. And so you know, we, we've been delving into this issue for, for, for many years. And through our grammar, grammar requests and things like that, we found some, some items that we thought deserved some scrutiny. And so what we did was is that um, we pushed on our social media sites, which by the way, this push we did, we were number one in the state on all social media platforms for two months, no, sorry, for two weeks running. Uh, and we had over 171,000 uh, engagements on one post. So uh, anyway, and that post had to do with a report that was uh, developed that we had serious questions about. And so we pushed that pretty heavy. And I think that brought up enough questions across our county uh, for people to actually take a harder look at uh, Burgess Owen. And, um, and then uh, so Burgess Owen's got mm-hmm. full benefit of our of our social media uh, that we had developed over the last uh, three years or two years at the time. And, um, and then we also gave them access to our email system of which I believe we had over 200,000 verified emails in the Salt Lake County. So we did spend some time and effort on developing those systems as well. So, well, that's great. I was so glad to see that um, we could retire (laughs) after one term. That was very Now you have you, you've got some goals for the state party. As yes. state, what would you like to see the state party do and um, to be effective in Utah? Well, the first and foremost is I would adopt the same policies that I adopted here in Salt Lake County and run run the state party as you would any small business. Uh, we have to develop income uh, revenues that are consistent. Uh, we have to make sure that we are watching every penny of expenditures and make sure that we're getting the biggest bang for our buck for every dime that we spend. Uh, so uh, that, that would be first and foremost. Uh, one of the ways that we accomplish that is throughout the state <clears throat> is we could implement an e-club type of, of, of investment uh, from to every county. And I believe what that does is as the counties become more self-sufficient, 
then they can actually help the state party become more self-sufficient. And and of course, that's by engaging the grassroots so that they can take ownership of their political party, because this is the people's political party. Um, The second thing that I would implement uh, would would be uh, an issue-based development where we would have a robust uh, uh, list of, of issues that affect different regions of our state. You know, something down in San Pete County is going to be extremely different than it would be here in Salt Lake County. So that communications avenues that we would have between uh, the county and the state would have to be frequent and effective. Uh, where uh, So that way that we can assist each county on an individual basis uh, with the things that directly affect their people. Things Water is, of course, across the entire state but each county has their own individual unique needs of which the state would have to accomplish. Now to keep the uh, 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 caucus convention system operating properly, uh, that I would want to implement technology across the state that was, that was uh, the same for every county. Um, and there's many, many different systems out there that we could employ uh, so that the transference of information or the updating of information uh, would be immediate and effective. That's one of the biggest problems that we have, we had in Salt Lake County, and I believe it was on the state level as well, is that we do not uh, communicate with our uh, volunteers and uh, our um, grassroots folks effectively enough with whatever issues coming up, uh, if we need some uh, information updates or anything like that. It's very uh, it's very individualized for every county, so I would want to standardize that system. Um, I also uh, would enforce our platform. Uh, I believe it is the duty of the chair uh, to enforce the will of the people of that actually run our party. So in this case, it is the state central committee, which is elected by the delegates. And if the state central committee directs me uh, to go a certain direction, then it is my job to do the best I can to implement what they're asking me to do effectively, efficiently, as, as at all possible. Uh, because it is, in the end of it, it is the state central committee that governs our party. No one else, them. And, and so anyway, so that would be the other thing. I think the other thing, too, is, is that I would develop as I did in Salt Lake County, a very robust email system. Now that gets expensive. During the campaign season, we were spending about 2,000 or a little bit more just on our email system so that we could get out messaging uh, uh, in an effective way where it wasn't affecting you know, people wanting to um, uh, withdraw from getting our emails. So there is, there is technique to that and that takes professionals to do that. Uh, so we would definitely want to spend some money in those areas. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I hate to quote him, but Obama had it right when it came to social media. We have to have that sort of presence if we're going to engage the younger folks. My 25-year-old daughter one day, uh, when she was a little bit younger, held up her cell phone and said, Dad, we do everything on the cell phone. If you do not engage us here, we don't engage. And so we have to make sure that we're messaging to the younger Republicans to, to you know, because they're the next ones that are going to run this party. So we have to be able to, to get to them as well with our ideas and our messaging. So that would be another major focus area of mine is engaging the younger generation. Um, and then also I would be very sure that 
we conduct ourselves in a manner that is conducive to the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution to this state. Um, I think we kind of tail off on a lot of things uh, right now. And I, I believe the only savior of our country at this point is, is a return to our Constitution. Um, so, uh, you know, and there's a lot of minute details to everything that I just said that would take the involvement of the entire state central committee. I would, I would, I would behoove them to uh, that anybody that's running for state central committee, that I'm sure most of them would have been elected, that they're willing to engage and work. Uh, every time I've run for a position, whether it was the vice chair or the chair of this party, in a disparaging way, my opponent would call me a workhorse. I take that with pride. I am a workhorse. And I think that's what we need in this party. We don't need people bloviating about this or that. We need people down in the trenches and working uh, to, to, to keep our party as, in a, as conservative as we possibly can. The final thing that I might probably say about this is, is that, you know, we talk about being a big tent party, you know, and I believe that. I'm, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. I've had friends of every ethnicity. I have friends from every walk of life. And that's what we need to be inclusive of is folks that are from every walk of life and, you know, and that communicate at whatever level they can communicate at. We still have to be welcoming of all, all those, those people. We cannot just make somebody obscure because they're different than us. Um, but those would be the things that I implement on the state side of things. And, and uh, you know, and, I think we can. I think we can keep this state um, as red as we possibly, you know, as 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 any other state in the union. Well, I would I would love to see that happen because I personally have watched, especially since we've um, had SB fifty four, is that we we've, we've really started to turn a little purple in the people that get elected from the Republican Party, and and so I would love to see that um, those principles that you talk about actually, you know, reinforced. And I think, yeah, the, the thing that can bring us all together are those amazing principles. And uh, it's just getting those ideas out and, and letting people know that those actually work. Those actually create liberty and self-governance yes. and prosperity if we... <laughs> so, um, how would our... We've got just um, 30 seconds. So how do people get a hold of you or learn more about you, Scott? Uh, they can reach me at um, um, smiller5106 at gmail.com is my personal email address if they would like to, uh, um, you know, send me something. Uh, my phone number um, is uh, 801-440-8228 if you want to call me. And I do have a um, website up, which I was completely unprepared for to give that to you today. Uh, but you'll see it in all of my emails that I'm currently sending out. All right. Well, Scott, good luck with your race in, in May, and uh, we um, uh, look forward to seeing your outcome on that. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. All right. and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
Com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I would seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Awesome and amazing day. Hey there, friends. It's John and Chelsea Jubilee. And today we have a message for you women out there. Are you premenopausal, postmenopausal, or maybe you're in the middle of menopause right now? Ouch. Listen, we have thousands of clients that have reported reversing all of their symptoms of menopause. Or maybe you have thyroid imbalances. Same thing for those women. Listen, this is your time. Absolutely. You can reverse all of those symptoms and you can be your real joyful, exuberant, and lean self again. Ladies, I don't care if six doctors told you you can't lose that fat after menopause or in menopause. You can. We have done it hundreds and hundreds of times, even in a medical setting, documented. So make your action call today. Log on to EnergizeHealth.com, EnergizeHealth.com, or call 888-444-8895. That's 888-444-8895. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today, and I've got a new guest finishing up my segment for today. Corinne Johnson is joining me, and she is with Smile, SeeMySmile.org and Utah Parents United. It's both of them, right? Okay, and so that's right, Chris. Corinne has been involved since oh, way back in the fall of. Uh, the school year because of what was happening up in Davis County and really got the parents organized to make sure that those children up in Davis County had in-class learning. And so she's done an excellent job with that. And now, now that we have been unmasked, so to speak, for the state, our children are still being abused right now in the classroom by having to be forced to wear masks, whether they want them or not. And, um, Friends uh, group, SeeMySmile.org, had a big rally last Saturday. We have some exciting news about the uh, the fruits of that rally. So I'd love you to share that with our, our listeners. 
Thanks, Chris. I'm so happy to be here today to tell people about the positive impacts of parents standing up for their rights and how school districts are responding and listening to parents. This is happening mostly in rural communities, but I can see this spreading across the entire state of Utah as parents do the, take these actions. So the first school district to make the change is Kane County. And we had parents in Kanab and they went to school without masks. They printed their parent letters off from cmysmile.org. They pinned phone numbers and information to their kids' shirts to say, hey, if you have a problem, call me. We want to talk. We want to figure this out. My child will no longer be wearing a mask to school. And there were several parents in each school in Kanab who did this together. And they sent their kids to school. And all of these children had horrible experiences. I mean, it was a rough day, a really rough day on Monday. And I kept getting phone calls from across the state and, and from Kanab and Alpine and Jordan and, and Wasatch. And all these parents who were turned away. Their principals are yelling at them. Um, in Kanab, the principal sent the kids to the office and detained them in the office. And their parents didn't even know. And in Kanab, too, another mom, she sat on the front lawn on a blanket with her three children, and the teachers brought out the assignments to the children on the lawn. They called that an adequate education. And these parents, after that, they went straight to their school board reps. They got their sheriff involved, the city council involved. They got their state legislators involved. And they said, what happened is not right. They denied us education. This isn't okay. And they went to their school board, and they said, this has to change now. And Kane County listened. And they changed the policy. Parents in Kane County can write medical exemptions for their kids, Chris. It's so exciting. And then this happened in so San this Juan is County. Without, this is without them going to a doctor. They can just say, I don't want my child masked, right? Awesome. That's exactly right. It is right. really difficult to get a doctor to sign a medical exemption. These doctors have been told by the, by the medical boards they can't do this. And they threatened doctors with their licenses. And so doctors are very reluctant to do and so the fact that parents can do this, because it's their right anyway, Chris, this is their right. Yes. It is their right to educate their children. And these school districts have not been protecting that right, and now they're protecting it. Um, so San Juan is allowing parents. What's cool about San Juan, Chris, is that they are allowing parents to just call the school, tell the school, my child has a medical condition that precludes them from wearing a mask, and they send their child to school without a mask the next day. They don't even have to fill out a form. Oh, that's it's incredible. Fantastic. That is so yes. fantastic. So if it can happen in those districts, that can be anywhere. Parents throughout Utah need to be empowered, need to be excited and realize your child, you need to step up and, and make the, the calls and the contacts with the school board and, and whatnot and get your parental rights restored. Absolutely. It's not too late to start this. We feel this is just the beginning. And it really is about contacting your school boards, sharing the stories from Kane County and San Juan County. There also is rumors that Sevier County has also agreed in a school board that they're going to do this as well. So when you look at this, this is thousands of children, three major school districts. With that type of information, parents should be banging down the doors of their school board members demanding that they vote for the same thing. And constitutionally, the, these school boards need to honor that because there's precedent set now. There's a precedent set that they have the power to do this. And we really encourage parents to even look at reaching out to Utah Parents United 
to support legal action. We are doing fundraising because we want to file lawsuits on school districts who don't take do this because it is unconstitutional. So there is a lot parents can still do to get this change so they have these rights. They can also do medical exemptions and they just need to start calling doctors and reaching out to their communities and finding these doctors. They're hard to find, Chris, but we are finding them. Davis School District has 400 medical exemptions, which means 400 doctors in Davis School District signed someone's form. So these doctors are out there. If you find them, you can do that. But parents need to start now. Now is the moment to step up. It's it's so critical because there is, you had Dr. Lyle Mason at your press conference yesterday, who's, um, who's a very um, distinguished professional medical doctor, and he gave the the science and the the statics the static the statistics sorry behind the idea that masking isn't it's not necessary for these children in, in this age group that we're addressing first of all so there's not a reason for them to be masked and so if there's not a reason then why are they being masked and and if there is there another agenda that is is in place because as i read the paper Corinne, they're talking about perhaps next year Perhaps next year we might need to mask or every flu season. This, I just don't see this ending unless parents take back their control. I agree, Chris. Um, Dr. Lyle Mason was amazing. And this press conference will be available to watch on Utah Parents United on Facebook and on our website at utahparentsunited.org. We'll also have it at seemysmile.org. Everyone needs to watch Dr. Mason. He shares fabulous data and statistics. And then we have a principal who speaks to her school. This is not a private school. It's a charter school in the public school system. It's a 600 student school. She allowed medical exemptions by parents from day one and estimates that roughly only five to 10% of the kids in that school wore masks. Wow. The rest had medical exemptions and their rates of COVID were the same as Alpine School District, and their rates of COVID in the school was, was the same as the rates of COVID for their distance learners, and those kids were not masked. So the data shows that our schools are safe. Kids do not need to be in masks per the data, and so there is an alternate agenda. So we have to push back on that agenda, or I can see the same thing. I see masking. If it's not masking in the fall, Chris, you know what it's going to be? We're already hearing this, and we are hearing this is being confirmed. It will be that every extracurricular and every dance and every event will require a COVID test or you'll need to be vaccinated. So we have to say no to masking, and we have to say no to these other issues because these are parental rights issues. And that is the core of all of this is that whether it's a mask or a vaccine or it's a COVID test or it's curriculum that is being forced forced down your child that you don't agree with. It is about your right as a parent to make these decisions for your children, even in education. And there are some that say, get out of the public schools. And I agree, that would be great. But not every parent has that option. But every parent has the option to go to their school district and, and demand that their rights are honored. And that is something every parent can do. And it's important to do it now. You know, and I think it's important for our listeners to realize that it, it, this these events in Kane County it only took a couple of parents or even one parent, right? It wasn't like there was masses of people. And so, you know, just hook up with another friend, a couple of friends, a couple of neighbors in your district, 
and and uh, and get the resources through Utah Parents United. You guys have great resources. SeeMySmile.org. You can hook into the district in your area and reach out to other parents. I mean, you've set up an excellent platform for for people to do that. Thank you. Um, yeah. So um, I would encourage. Um, we've got about a minute left, but I would encourage anyone that's listening right now that wants to really protect our children to make sure that they're donating to Utah Parents United, who have put together these awesome events and empowered I, that the mother that uh, of Maddox was just amazing, um, her courage and uh, just doing that all on her own because she got support from you. So, um, Corinne, is there anything we've got about 30 seconds, anything you want to share before we we um, end here? Um, oh, I want to thank you for I want to thank you for this today. And I do appreciate you asking people to help donate because for us to continue to help parents across the entire state of Utah, we need parent support. Um, but the most important thing is to recognize that right now you really are the only person who can do this. And we, you have support. You have us behind you to back you up. And all right. Well, thank you, Corinne. Yeah, thank you thank for you, all Chris. you do. And uh, we'll, um, hopefully we get a lot of donations going your way for that lawsuit. All right. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you later.